Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. As always, I'm your host for the next half hour, and my name is Alex. Today's proof of life, it's Monday, April 10, 2023, the Monday after Easter. So if you didn't wake up today, maybe you're with him. And if you did wake up today, motherfucker, you got work to do, as you always do. So, if you're not familiar with the form of this podcast, it should serve you as a form of catharsis, as a session for career development. If you don't have your own circle of peeps to bounce around ideas and spitball strategies to one another, then you've got me. Granted, this is only one way where. I get to go off on streams of consciousness using questions that have been posed online on forums like Reddit, right? So you can share this, you can share this podcast, not just this episode, but if this podcast is something you enjoy listening to and you think might help someone else in your circle because you don't know how to start the conversation. Tell them. Amen. Have you heard of the corporate cowboys? You might have heard of the cocaine cowboys. But have you ever heard of a corporate cowboy? <laughs> There's a podcast called the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. And they talk about a lot of cool things. You know, use whatever dope adjective you come up with. Whatever dope adjective you use in your friend group, this shit's the bomb. This shit's dope. This shit's rope. This shit's cool. This shit's any number of things. But if it helps you positively and you think it'll help your associates also, at least get the conversation started. If you're tired of, I don't know, sharing ass-shaking videos on Instagram or going out to the club every weekend, getting hammered, drunk, and then end up at home hungover the following morning. This might be the podcast for you. I mean, you've been doing that long enough. Why not? Why not develop yourself professionally, right? And it could be any number of things. Like today's question, which I'm, I've skimmed here, and they're asking... How soon is too soon to ask for a raise? Have you ever talked to your friends, to your associates about asking for a raise? Has that ever been a topic of discussion and not, I don't know, some Kardashian's ass? <laughs> Yo, did you just see her ass today? I shit was fire. Bam. Like that meme. How soon is too soon to ask for a raise? It's a great question. You want to know whether or not as soon as you get hired, the following month, can you request a raise? Can you justify? That really should be the question. How soon is it too soon to justify a raise? Right? Because that's, that's really the shot clock. 
you're up against is whether or not the time, the time that you've served with the organization, whether it's enough for you to have developed the reputation, the credibility, and uh, I would say the notoriety, right? Especially the, the sooner you, you move or the closer you get to having been hired and asking for a raise, you have to be one notorious motherfucker. You either need to know someone or know someone. Let me explain. You either have to know someone, right? I mean, if you're going to be pulling strings, you either need to know who you're going to speak to or you need to know people how you're going to speak to them what strings you're going to pull with different people it all matters it all matters i think if you're in a spot for let's say 6 months i mean 6 months is still pretty uh pretty fresh but like at at the year if when you first are hired, if at the outset of your employment, you already haven't, if you, you haven't worked out how you're going to get evaluated, what metrics it is you have to satisfy, and when your review day is, if you haven't outlined those three key stages in your employment, my friend, you're in for a rough ride. You're going to have to employ more assertive corporate cowboy attributes. You're going to have to move slightly more aggressively. Not even that, slightly more abrasively. <laughs> but you still want to move professionally, right? Because, I mean, if you're moving like a corporate cowboy from the outset, from the very beginning, when you're in, your, in the probationary period for however long that is, maybe three weeks, 30 days, three months, you already have to have set up a system that facilitates you either getting promoted you getting an increase in salary, some form of positive compensation, professional development, in other words. Otherwise, you're behind the ball. You got to get out in front of it. And the only way to do that is going to be to rock the boat a little more. And uh, you may or may not be the person willing to do that when you could have set yourself up from the beginning for success business is war that's how you have to think of it as no one is looking out for you if anyone is setting you up more than likely it's not for your success <laughs> you want to listen to a good episode uh control f the first half of self-sabotage that's, that's what you want to do. You want to set yourself up for success. Set yourself up. Going into these. 
negotiations, into these employment agreements. You want to be setting yourself up. So if, if the day should come that you get knocked off or that you are terminated, you land on your feet. You land on your best foot forward. Or you land with, yeah, you land with your best foot forward. You do it moving. You're running and gunning, shooting from the hip. You're a more competent professional for doing so. So this question here, because I went off on a rant as I usually do, but can you say, this is like a form of therapy for me too, right? Unless you're reaching out to us directly, which you can. You want to set up some personal time for yourself. Talk over your situation with us one-on-one. By all means, we can arrange that. Find us on Instagram. That's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. You can find the podcast on Patreon. That's the Corporate Cowboys podcast. And there are a couple of other places that you can send donations to. If you want to write to us and donate that way, by all means. It's P.O. Box 3372 Rancho Cordova, California 95741. And so the question starts, they, they write, I started a new job in a new career three months ago. Hold on, fam. That's too early. That's too early. Unless you got, unless you got the fucking nuts to buck with three months as early as fuck. I took a huge salary cut to do it, but I wanted out of my last career path and into customer success where I am now. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So they serve the customer. They're like in a customer service capacity, client relations, if you will, account, account management, client relations, right? I'm just trying to contextualize what it is that they do. And they're switching careers. They don't tell us what they did before, but now they're in customer success slash client relations. I might chalk up to, you know, I might chalk it up to. So they're right. So I knew what I was getting into when I took the job and I have no regrets. I work in SaaS now and I have a couple of paths into different areas of the industry. In this company that I will be working toward. In, in this company, is it the company they're in now or in another company? A couple of different areas into different areas of the industry in this company that I will be working toward. Are they working toward this company or the different areas? I don't know. I don't know. So they're a, uh, like a software, software service. They're set. I mean, they are selling software as a service, right? So they're like, um, what would you call that? Is it like remote admin, right? Like a remote technician of sorts, where if you have a, a question with software, I mean, first they would probably sell or license some type of software. And I know this because I did a short stint in a hotel, right? So you're working in a hotel or you're working at a fast food restaurant, right? And the software that you use on your computer, the hotel doesn't own. More than likely, they 
have it licensed to them by a software as a service company, right? So this company, this SAAS company, purchases the software and then administers it, manages it. And if you have any questions, that's the company you call to troubleshoot it for maintenance, for updating, right? You don't call, you don't necessarily call the people who develop the software, but the people who administer it, right? The technicians. And that's what this individual apparently does. So they work in customer success. It sounds like. I mean, if they're in customer success, they're, they're not just administering software. If their focus is customer success and it's not just professional jargon to muddy the waters, if it's not utter bullshit, then they're focusing on what customers' needs are and then forwarding those needs to other developers, to programmers, perhaps, to actualize this software and have it meet customer success goals, certain <clears throat> customer objectives, right? I mean, one never knows, right? Maybe that's what they're rocking the boat in and that's why they want to raise who the fuck knows, right? Maybe they're trying to spearhead some type of initiative to make uh, customer success an actual, factual mission goal for the SAAS company. Who are we to say, right? That's, that's more higher level thinking. That, that's what clients actually retain us for, not like this hypothetical client. Their question is simply, how soon is too soon to justify a raise, right? And I mean, now notice I changed the question. How soon is it? How soon is too soon to ask for a raise? Nah, fam, you could ask for that shit day two when you start. <laughs> Can you justify it though, right? Even if they gave you a salary range when they were interviewing you and they hired you on, if you can prove yourself, you could have yourself a raise in three months. You just have to justify the added expense that this company is investing in you. Obviously, they want some, some type of return on investment. But don't let it get out of hand either. Don't let it be something too far-fetched, which I've also experienced where I received the raise and the quote ROI or the return on investment that they expected of me was actually out of my pay range. But young Alex, not, not having been the consummate professional then, he was lacking. He didn't have enough armament, enough knowledge to use and implement in a professional negotiation. And so, here he is now. A killer. <laughs> Dead to rights, but a killer, no less. So they say, 
They write, I work in the SAAS. Now, I work I work in SAAS now. I already read that. I have always planned. Yeah, I have always planned on asking for a raise at the six-month mark. But I also underestimated how difficult it was going to be to keep up with my expenses at this salary. And I'm not exactly treading water here. I'm sinking a little bit. So knowing that I'm doing very well at this job, getting tons of high marks from management, excellent reviews from our customers and all that stuff. Is it too soon to ask for a cost of living raise? What? Uh, you're not even asking for a raise, fam. You're asking for an adjustment. It's not a raise. I mean, it's too early for the shit. <laughs> All right. You've got to um, step out of your frame of mind for a second, right? This, this isn't a raise. This is an adjustment. A raise is something above average. <laughs> something above something above average above cost of living cost of living is literally minimum wage to a corporate cowboy a consummate professional cost of living is minimum wage that's what you want to be making minimally and to get that you have to be minimally qualified minimally 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 Minimum, minimally. <laughs> you just have to be the least qualified. You have to check the boxes as an entry level, just be an average employee and earn cost of living, right? Now, granted, if you don't pull your weight as an entry level, fuck, you don't deserve cost of living. You can make minimum wage, like statutory minimum wage, which is what is it now? Like $10 or some shit. I don't fucking know. Because I haven't made a minimum wage in a while. Right? I don't track that. The people, individuals who make minimum wage, to me, I view as having nothing to lose. Having, having everything else to gain. You want a cost of living adjustment. I mean, it's obvious, at least from what the hypothetical client is telling us, that they're doing very well. They're excelling in the job. They're getting high marks, lots of praise from customers. I mean, who's to say from their coworkers, right? I don't know if they work in a team, if they have uh, colleagues in a group or a direct supervisor that could vouch for them. But this might be an issue. This might be a human issue you could bring up to management. A cost of living. Adjustment. A cost of living adjustment. And even then, I mean, shit, you want a raise? Ask for a raise. You could ask for it at the six-month mark, I think. So long as your track record justifies it. At the six-month mark, you're going to ask for just the cost of living adjustment? I mean, you're going to go back to just treading water when what you want is to pivot and dive in to this customer success aspect of business as a career. I mean, I guess if you want to start 
from a safe place. Again, we don't know what the biographical background of the hypothetical clients is. Otherwise, if we had them in front of us, we would ask them. Their age, their marital status, if they have dependents, what their actual cost of living looks like, and whether or not they are averse to risk-taking, right? Because it's always a risk, but it's always a risk to ask for more money than you make currently, but you don't necessarily have to frame it as a raise. It's just an adjustment for cost of living. And if we ask for more background info on their organization they're in now, does the organization lend itself to your success, to your development? I mean, these are questions that the hypothetical clients can ask themselves. If it's an emergency, if you find yourself short of living on the street, you could probably approach them now for just a cost of living adjustment. And then at the six months or at the month, whenever your review and evaluation is, you know, bump up that raise. But keep hitting your marks, keep making your numbers, meeting your metrics, going above and beyond. Show them you're hungry. Show them customer success matters to you, that your professional success is tied to the success of your clients and your customers. Because that also demonstrates loyalty to the company. Not just that you're reaching your hand out, wanting more and not having contributed your part even. I mean, they don't fucking know you, right? But, but you humanize, and again, we're essentially reintroducing art and humanity to business. Not liberal arts, don't fucking get carried away, fam. But humanity, professionalism, looking out for your team, for your crew. If business is war, you look out for your army. So you play your cards right, you advocate correctly, and you justify getting more money. I mean, shit, you could probably get that cost of living adjustment now. And, and a raise in six months. I mean, that's not, that's not too ambitious. That's not even that ambitious. At the year, shoot for something above average. Always, though, always be um, having your, your finger on the pulse outside the organization. What the market looks like. So you know what the average salary looks like. So you know you're not just pulling numbers out of your ass arbitrarily oh you want more money just because i want more money no i mean it, it has to be tied to some realistic figure out there in the industry where if they're going to pay you above average they should know that you are above average and that you merit being compensated that way
that paying you above average is justifiable because you're an above average motherfucker. Male or female, right? I mean, you could, this applies, I, most, most all the advice that I give, that we give on the Corporate Cowboys podcast is unisex, right? Unless you're hiding behind your sex, right? Then in that case, kick rocks. <laughs> Fuck out of here. We're, we're inclusive to hiring and firing. <clears throat> How much time I got? I got a couple minutes here. You know what I'm going to do? Read, let's say, two comments. Two comments, right? And then from there, critique them. Because every now and then, Reddit does come up with some, uh, some helpful, maybe not holistic, maybe not like integral advice, but you know, some, some offhand advice never hurts. And if you are familiar with Reddit, uh, Reddit's rating system, if you, if you upvote a comment and it goes to the top, so I'll read the first top two, right? Because obviously they're uh, popular if they've been given more upvotes. The first one writes, a bad idea, a very bad idea. I'm reading it like a Redditor. A bad idea, very bad idea. Have you looked into the IT job market overall at this point in time? Save this for the annual review. At least hit the 12-month mark before talking about labor price increase for your company while many IT companies are shedding labor costs. If you do this only after three months, this is going to cause unnecessary headaches. Before asking for more money, plug the holes and remove the water. You don't want more rain or a new hurricane to come with the pay increase and cause your boat to sink while you still have a boat that at this time is currently sinking. Fix the sinking and that then set sail for the pay raise. Straightforward to the point, And I low-key agree. I agree. Why? Because they brought in that market analysis. Me, myself, I don't, I'm not actively tracking what labor trends look like in IT and technology in general, right? I know that there's been a lot of cuts, a lot of layoffs, but we're talking service here. Again, we're talking software as a service. I feel like at this point, a layoff would have struck this cat. Three months ago, they were already talking about layoffs. And three months ago, this cat got a job, right? Now, that's not to say he's safe. Not at all. But, I mean, don't, don't go prophesying this, this doomsday shit when this person is sinking. Now, I don't necessarily know what they mean by plugging holes and removing water, maybe that's what, from their expenses, from their, quote, costs of living, maybe they're buying Starbucks every fucking day, right? I mean, if you're living check to check, that shit matters, that shit adds up. Maybe you're eating out for lunch or dinner every day, and that adds up when you could buy a rice cooker and grains and legumes in bulk. I'm not above rice and beans. There's times 
Man, never mind. That's for another episode. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't come up and get it out the mud like they say, right? I wasn't I wasn't I didn't have to live in the trenches to know how to dig trenches. You feel me? So I'm not above plugging holes and evacuating water. I'm not above it. Living minimalistically. Save, save luxuries and save the lavishness for when you have the money, right? If you're living on, on a shoestring budget at the house, don't overextend yourself. I mean, that's an easy concept to grasp and follow. But at the same time, if you've done that, I mean, if you've already done that and still struggling, to keep your head above water, that first comment probably, probably frustrated you. And that's probably why, low-key, I mean, subconsciously, probably why I read it uh, in such an annoying voice. This is a bad idea, a very bad idea. When we don't know what our hypothetical client's background is. We don't know how, how capable they are. We don't know their skill level, their expertise, their experiences that inform whether or not a salary increase is justified. We just don't know. We don't have the information, right? Oh, and the hypothetical client actually answers in response to this first comment here. I'll, I'll follow up and I'll read. They write, thank you for the advice. But damn, really? 12 months? When I took the job, it came up during the interview that, based on my skill set from my previous career, I would probably have advanced into data analytics or QA. That's uh, quantitative analytics, I would imagine. Within the company, by the time I reach my 12-month mark, earning a higher salary by default. I was raised poor, so I know how to be frugal. There you go. That's, I mean, that's working class. That sounds like a lot of folks I know, but you never know. Some working class folks uh, claim to be living frugally and just are hemorrhaging money on bullshit every month. Again, we don't know. We don't have the hypothetical client in front of us, but these are questions. Again, I'm giving you the blueprint. These are questions that you want to ask yourself or that we would be asking of you in any interview that we have. They're right. I was raised poor, so I know how to be frugal. I guess that's what I will have to do until I make it out of customer success. That's CS, out of customer success. It just sucks. Not for me and my wife, really, but for our kids. Ooh, they have kids. I can't spoil them the way I always wanted to, but again, I was raised poor and turned out all right. I know our kids will too. It means a lot that you responded. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they sound strong. They sound strong. They sound confident. They sound like they've got some leadership skills, right? They've, they themselves have been in the trenches before, granted probably not with the wife and kids in the past, but if they've developed good mechanisms to uh, overcome 
not necessarily to cope because a lot of folks, again, spend money to cope, whether it's cigarettes, alcohol, fucking cable TV. I don't know. I don't know what your vice is, right? But you don't want to just cope. You want mechanisms that help you overcome. Don't, don't fall complacent and just, oh, well, I guess I'm fucking stuck here. No, you want to develop mechanisms to help you overcome. And that requires both creativity and innovativeness. You need something that is actionable. So yeah, so they're right. It means a lot that you responded. Thank you. And I'm not going to follow. I'm not going to like go through this thread, right? But, but 12 months, I mean, and in the interview, they talked, they talked. It wasn't promised. This wasn't a, a, a pathway, right? This wasn't a career path. They weren't on a career track for data analytics or quantitative analysis. They just talked about it. So it's not even guaranteed. If it's not guaranteed at the six month mark is when, is when you actually could bring up the fact that you would like to be put on this path, right? There's that. And if you don't want to ask for the cost of living adjustment or uh, a raise to get above, at least above entry level and, and or above average, then at the six month mark, knock on somebody's door, you know, tap somebody's shoulder and let them know, hey, when you brought me on six months ago, this and this was discussed in the interview. I'm interested. What do I need to do to get trained for that position? That's where you show them you're hungry. That's where the consummate professional comes out. And that's where you, as a corporate cowboy, get your way in. <laughs> All's well that uh, you make end well. Take care of yourselves. I'll catch you on the next one.